right, and uh, welcome back to 103.9 WYAB-FM. This is Alan Ramsey, and I'm going to be sitting in for my good friend Kim Wade today. The radio strongman had uh, some things he needed to take care of, so I said, sure, day after election, I'd love to sit in and talk to the crowd. Hell, I'm surprised he's passing up the opportunity there, Cliff. But... uh, uh, so uh, welcome to the show. Um, got a couple of guests later in the show that uh, will give some their perspectives on some of uh, what went on yesterday, what will be going on over the next several months as we move into the general elections. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll be opening the, the phone lines at certain points, looking for callers and questions or commentary. So let's just uh, told uh, Cliff, let's just shoot from the hip today and see where it's going. Again, I'm Alan Ramsey sitting in for Kim Wade. Let's have a good time. You know, folks, uh, it has been an interesting uh, primary season. Uh, And this on top of all of the things that are going on in our country today. And, you know, that word interesting, uh, maybe I shouldn't use it. You know, what we're in the midst of right now is very serious, folks. It strikes to the heart of our democracy. The voting and elections is key to our whole system. If we don't have free, fair elections that we, we the people, can go vote what we believe without undue interference or influence and elect candidates to represent us in our interests, well, if we can't do that, then, you know, the rest of these discussions we have about the policies and the issues are are almost pointless because if we're at the point where whoever can round up the most money, run the most ads, put out the most mailers, uh, buy, you know, buy the most votes, if you want to call it that, and literally some of them are bought and paid for as we are coming to be well aware from uh, from all of the 2020 election fraud evidence that is everywhere these days. You know, if we can't bring our state and our nation back to a point where elections are free and fair, there'll always be a little bit of this and that. But come on, folks, this has just gotten so far out of control. It's uh, it's it's our whole democracy. I'll have to agree with the with some of the Democrats. Our whole democracy is at risk, and it has been for some time. But uh, not because uh, Donald J. Trump was in there making good policies, doing good things, and trying to take us back to our constitutional roots. Uh, But it's in jeopardy right now because the whole underlying basis of it, which is democratic representation, is is falling by the wayside. And people seem to be, all too many people seem to be okay with it. And it's not okay. We cannot allow this to happen. Uh, I don't want to get into yesterday's primary results yet. I'm going to wait till my guests come up, and we'll be touching on that. But, you know, I want to talk about you and I and what we need to be doing to participate in this democracy, to protect this democracy, and to be sure that the voice of the people is what's reflected uh, every day in every way. Call it America first. Call it. Uh, MAGA call it whatever you want to call it but we have to get back to some basics and get government out of our lives get these bought and paid for legislators out of the 
equations so so we get common sense laws we get common sense solutions to to everyday problems i mean our country is falling apart right now folks now look oh it may not have hit your little pocket or your little street yet your little business or your big business may be doing just fine right now but if you don't see the storm clouds on the horizon and you don't understand what's coming and how it might impact you and what part you play in being the one to change, then then there's a problem. Um, I ask you to wake up and look around. I mean, we've got $5 gas. We've got inflation raging away. You know, um, it's certainly not 8 or 9% as the government might uh, call it. Oh, I guess if you... Uh, Average out some other items that uh, don't hit most people in their everyday pocketbook. Uh, maybe the government can uh, justify that eight or nine. But come on, you know, between gas, between groceries, between uh, electric costs, between material costs, you know, inflation is is hitting us all at fifteen and twenty percent, and and that's uh, even worse in some areas. And you know. There's some who can weather that kind of an inflationary storm, who have enough income to offset it. Sure, you know, they can't buy as much as they used to buy, but they've still got enough to buy plenty. But you take the average working person who needs to pay his bills and who's been living on his budget and paying his bills, and all of a sudden you inflate the cost of his life by 20%. I mean... He he's out. That's it. He's down, and it's going to be hard for him to get back up. So, um, you know, we all need to get our heads in the game here, people. We need to pay attention. We need to make informed decisions. We need to understand what we're voting for, who we're voting for, and by and we need to absolutely know that the voting process, the system, the protocols that we use to cast our votes is inviolate, okay, that no one can breach that, that no one can play with the election results. And I will challenge anybody who's up to the to it to um, debate me on a stage any day on the election fraud of the 2020 election, how it totally changed the results of what was a Donald J. Trump landslide win into what we now have supposedly 81 million people who voted for a guy who, when he did come out of his basement a half dozen times, had at least, I don't know, anywhere between 8 and 20 people at a rally, usually standing in little circles 10 feet apart. Okay, So anybody who can't see through that nonsense probably needs to go ahead, turn the radio off, go do something else. You're not going to like what I have to say because I will keep repeating that. Election fraud, election fraud, election fraud. We have to clean up this damn election fraud so that the voice of the people is reflected uh, every step of the way. And uh, that's where I've been focusing my efforts since uh, exiting my show here at WYAB back in October. I have been involved in some small ways in some of the ongoing uh, campaigns here in Mississippi, but uh, a lot of my time, effort, and resources are still going into election fraud and will continue to because we have to keep that topic on the table and make it a hot potato and we have to be sure that come November they're going to try they're already planning their cheating 
It's up to us to be sure they can't cheat us out of another election. All right, well, apparently we've got a couple of callers over there who've been willing to hold on a minute, and uh, it looks like Mark was probably first there. So, hey, Mark, this is Alan. What's on your mind today? Hello? Hello, Mark, Alan Ramsey. I just, just, just for comment, you know, on the voting machines, I'm not real confident in the voting machines that we have, you know, with all the components being made in foreign countries and everything. Amen. Years ago, if I'm not mistaken, when they first brought out the electronic vote type machines, didn't they have a place on there at the end of it that said, do you want a paper copy of your ballot? I, th- I think you you're right. I think you're right, Mark. I think uh, probably there was. Uh, that's kind of in my memory, too. I mean, I always said no. I never had any concerns. But yeah, I, well, I guess, you know, because I want a paper copy. Would it, you know, that there would, I mean, it might not it'd take, you know, I know billions of years to count the votes if you had to do that. But the thing would be, it might could so, if you had a, 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 a enough of them, you could show that... Uh, the machines flip, you know. You don't know talk about. Oh no, no. Up. You're right. There are a lot of ways to audit that that voting. Look, for 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 hundreds of years, we have counted votes by hand, tallied them by hand, reported the results uh, telephonically, not electronically, added it up, and we've had elections. Uh, we don't need exactly. voting machines, and no, it's not exactly. going to it's not going to take some god awful amount of time. To have an election under those circumstances, it's going to, and if it did, time is not the issue here. A free and fair and correct election is what exactly. the issue That's is. Exactly, that's the way it ought to so, be, but you know, we're in this new society of quick, fast, and in a hurry, you know, instead of, you know, right and, and the way it's supposed to be done. But it was seen to me that, you know, if you would just act, if they would just give you a paper copy of your ballot after you got through voting, if you ever had a question about it, Take your vote down there and say, this is the way I voted on this paper ballot. Can you, val- you know, validate on your machine? That's the way it came out. Yeah. You know? Hey, I don't. I mean, you're on the right track. You're on the right track there. And, you know, we've got, uh, that, you if know, you look in Arizona right now, Arizona <laughs> Arizona is trying to, to move forward, and I think they may almost be there, you know, basically get rid of the machines, paper ballots, hand-counted, you know, let's go back to doing it the old-fashioned way. Let's eliminate exactly. drop boxes exactly. and machines well, and all this well, crap. Admit, uh, so Granddad used to tell us that slow the mule down a minute, you can re-rose it get crooked, you know? Absolutely. So. <laughs> hey, well, listen, man, your, your your comments are dead on point, you know? And, look, I, get out I'm there. Hey, hey be a part of the system out there, Mark, and others yes, who, others who are listening and agree. You know? Be in it. Yeah. So that's it. But you got to participate to make it work. You do. Thanks again, brother. All right, uh, Mark. Um, thanks for those great comments, and uh, you, you're singing my kind of song. And then I see below Mark's name over there the wonderful, the inimitable, and I've missed you so much, Sylvia. How are you, my hey, dear? Hey, yes. Uh, g- good to hear you on the radio today. Well, good but to I'll be here. Be real quick, we did tried to do something, and the guy we thought that was better still lost. Guests played dirty, extremely dirty. Yeah. And I hate the fact, no, I don't just hate it. I loathe the fact that he's still in office. People don't seem to realize he has sided with Pelosi. 
siding with her is worse than siding with Thompson, in my opinion. I know. That's what they uh, call consorting with the enemy, Sylvia. Yes, it is. But in this case, not only just with the enemy, uh, he's consorting with Satan himself. I believe that woman is possessed with legions of demons inside her. That's certainly one of the enemies we're talking about. (laughs) Yes, it is. But we did do. What else were we supposed to do? We did make our voices heard. And it's still, I don't believe that the the, uh, votes were counted correctly. I really don't. But um, what else do you do? You Hey, you you keep on fighting. If I'm it first, be him to let him know about any decision that he makes that it's wrong. That I think I'll let him know. But what else is there to do? If at first you don't succeed, keep on trying, and that's what we got to keep doing. We got to keep fighting it, clawing our way, uh, you know, a step at a time. There are a lot of states that are making wonderful progress on cleaning up their election processes. You know, I heard a wonderful guest on Jameson's show before this who was talking about, you know, the primaries and runoffs and how, you know, in New York, in New York, think of that. He was actually uh, using New York as a good example, and I kind of had to agree with him. I usually don't think of New York as a good example on much of anything. But, um, you know, they have a primary, and the person who gets the most votes um, wins. And in in our primary... We know what the results were, you know, like 48, 47%. And then we come back two weeks later, three weeks later, and all of a sudden it's 66% to 34% or whatever the number worked out to be. You know, it's crazy. I know. That's what I mean. That I know. And those who voted for guests, you you just participated in in something that came out of the pit of hell. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look. I had res- I had respect, even though I disagreed with him. I had some level of respect from Congressman Guest before yesterday, before not just yesterday's election, but the last couple of weeks when I've seen the disgusting uh, 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 campaign that he's allowed others to run for him, and these disclaimers. You know, every day in my mailbox, I have had another hit piece coming with the with the. Says on the bottom, you know, this is uh, not uh, authorized by the candidate. The hell, it's not authorized by the candidate. If the That's candidate exactly didn't want I negative did. ads run, they wouldn't be running. And no, uh, they wouldn't be running. And he wanted all that negativity out there instead yeah. of, of standing he up did. like a man, debating Michael Cassidy like he should have done. He was nothing but a coward. He sent money. From these yeah. uh, organizations like the NRA, yeah. I received an email from them because I'm a member of telling me to vote for guests. I emailed back and says, no, I'm voting for Cassidy because yeah. Michael Guest has no character. Yep. I, I really am upset that he is there. But you know what? God is still in control and prayer changes things. And I'm going to pray that he will be removed some kind of way. Right, well, Sylvia, That's if you hey, Sylvia, if you remember when I was doing my show last year, I had a little intro piece that was a piece of music by a Christian artist by the name of uh, uh, Matthew West. Yeah, and he turned he turned his eyes, you know, in at the uh, the storyline was I turned my eyes to heaven, and you know, I saw misery, poverty, corrupt, all these things around me, and I looked to heaven and said, God, why don't you do something? 
And then it goes on, and, you know, I see this and that. God, why don't you do something? Well, God turned around and said, I did. I made you. So, Sylvia, you and everybody else, get out there and do something. Don't take this laying down, okay? It's our duty to get out there, fight the fight, and uh, we will win it ultimately. All right, we're going to go to a break. America, you love your country, so it goes without saying that you also love your ride. And Auto Armor in Flowood wants to help you make that ride shine. Auto Armor in Flowood is Central Mississippi's premier automotive detail and ceramic coating shop. Servicing any type of vehicle, including ATVs, boats, and more. Need just a quick detail or paint correction? Auto Armor can make it happen. But if you're set to hit the road in a blaze of glory while flying the old red, white, and blue, Auto Armor should be your first and last call to give your ride a full ceramic coating. Auto Armor is locally owned and operated by the loud and proud American patriot, Clay Edwards. Auto Armor also proudly backs the blue, all military and first responders. So don't forget to ask for your discount. Call 601-260-0858. 601-260-0858. Or stop in today, fellow Americans. Auto Armor is located at 4394 Mangum Drive in Flowood. Online at AutoArmorMS.com. Auto Armor, unapologetically American. Live on the Kim Wade Show here on 103.9 FM WYAB, coming to you out of Flora, Mississippi. And before I jump into a guest I've asked to join us today, let me tell you a little bit about Smith Marine. And uh, they're a Manitou dealer out there. You know, if you want to discover a new kind of pontoon with Manitou at Smith Marine, then come on over. And you'll find that these pontoons have raised expectations all across the industry. They feature a patented V-tune technology. They plane out quicker. They handle better. And they've even got cross members at strategic call points, making for a lot more durable pontoon. I know out there on the res, they can beat you to death when there's enough boat traffic uh, running around. So you want something that'll uh, stand up to it. You know, dual engines, digital displays. Uh, and good vessel control, transferable warranties. It's easy to see why Manitou and Smith Marine are reimagining what's possible. Smith Marine on the res in Redland. Go check them out at smithmarinesales.com. All right, so let's uh, hop into this second segment. I invited uh, one of my uh, all-star buddies and uh, political uh, campaign uh, cohorts up here today. Uh, many of you who listen to the shows uh, here on YAB know my good friend Ray Shores. Ray is the uh, owner of Liberty Assurance and Victory Flags, and uh, he's very involved, uh, has been for years, and uh, even more so now than ever before, probably, because Ray understands what our country is facing. Uh, this clear and present danger, I would refer to it, Ray. Yes. I mean, we're, we're literally hanging on the edge right now of a democracy. Okay? Mm. And You're absolutely right. Our efforts have been, you know, we've had some collaborative efforts over the months uh, trying to work and, was, and help some of these candidates who we think uh, can better represent us. And, uh, you know, we're not going to spend our whole interview going, uh, you know, Jameson and and his uh, callers gave us a real good review of a lot of those things. I don't know if you got to hear him. And they got down into the nitty-gritty details. They were back and forth and about, well, you know, uh, Guest said this, Cassidy said that, yada, yada. 
Right. We're not <clears> going <throat> there, or at least, you know, we'll go there if we have to. But you and I talk about a bigger picture when we talk about it. Tell me, what do you see going on in our country, mm. in our democracy, and, and, and what's going to have to happen to change the equation? <laughs> Well, I would say that one of the the main thing that uh, everybody is bound to be noticing by now is the tremendous inflation problem that we have in the country, and uh, you know people contacted me, Alan, and and if, and asked my opinion, uh, who should I vote for in this district? I I had people calling me from the Gulf Coast, you know, sending me text messages wanting to know who should I support. <laughs> and uh, hey, <laughs> that's right. Well, I mean, I'm honored that they asked hey, these questions. Absolutely, man. That's a that's flattering, well, there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. But it also, you know, it it put on me an obligation to try to give them a good answer. So, you know, what I did was, is I went out there, and I started, I started looking at their voting records. I went to the, I went to the New American, the Freedom Issue of the Freedom Index of the New American Magazine. Uh, they publish two of these every year, and they um. Uh, they deal with about oh, 10 uh, votes per per issue in the Freedom Index, and they score these guys. So I looked at that to try to determine what the incumbent was like. And ha- has he been abiding by the Constitution, number one? And number two, has he been contributing to this inflationary problem that we have? So I looked at that as a standard, a criterion, and then I lo- went to their websites and— uh, I have to say that um, probably of well, obviously to to me of all the websites that that are out there and all the positions that the candidates take on the issues, the absolute best positions that I found were on Brian Flowers' website. Okay. His positions on the issues were just absolutely head and shoulders above everyone's. I'm not telling you that. Um, you know, I'm not giving this as an endorsement of Brian Flowers, but it was if if anybody would go and check that out, check out the articles that are at that website and compare it with the others. I mean, all of them, uh, even some of the best people. I don't mean to step okay. on toes, but I'm talking about like Michael Cassidy, right. Stephen Palazzo, right. Mike Ezel, all these people. Right. There are absolutely none. That even come close to what's on on Brian's uh, okay. website. Now, if this guy's really going to do what he's talking about, I'd say that's pretty significant. I mean, he's he's really stuck his neck out there on on a lot of issues. Uh, so, you know, I found a lot of mediocrity. I found a lot of inconsistency. Okay, for example, let's say going to a Michael Guest. Uh, website here, it says that uh, he made a commitment to the people that he was going to support lower taxes, fewer regulations, okay? But then when you look at his voting record, I mean, it's all about appropriating money, grants, and stuff like that. And so, I mean, where's this... What is the root of all this inflationary problem that we've got in the country now? It's all of this out-of-control, unconstitutional spending. So the guy's talking about lowering taxes and fewer regulations and things like that. And then on the other hand, but in reality, you know, he's all about spending money. He's all about, and, and, and most of them had these type of positions on their website that they're looking to spend more federal money. They're looking to bring jobs. The federal government's job uh, duty under the Constitution is not to bring 
jobs to the state of Mississippi. That's the private sector's obligation. And as long as we allow the federal government to assume this unconstitutional power, they're going to hold that thing over us uh, like a knife and blackmail us just like they have forever. That's right. Well, Ray, you know, regardless of, even regardless or in light of what people's websites say, we know websites are typically put together, written by others, people who are representing, working with candidates. And so, you know, while I'm while I'm glad to hear that uh, you think uh, the issues as they're addressed on Flowers website are good and some of the best that you've seen out there. The greater question is, what are we what's it going to take in your view to turn this whole equation around and get our democracy and our country working like it ought to, uh, get bring things within our constitutional uh, uh, boundaries, as the Supreme Court, to its great credit, just recently did with the Roe Wade decision. Hmm. The Supreme Court didn't outlaw abortion. If there's anybody out there who thinks the Supreme Court outlawed abortion the other day, Wake up, get informed, get your head out of the sand. All the Supreme Court did was say, you know what? Fifty years ago, the federal government stepped into something it had no business stepping into. Bingo. And we recognize that, and we're going to take it out of the abortion business, put it back to the states. That's where the right, that's where power resides on this issue and any other issue that is not expressly addressed in the Constitution as a federal power versus a state power. So, Ray, think on that for a minute. And with that, we're going to go to to a hard break here. Let's go. All right, and we're back 103.9 on the Kim Wade Show with Alan Ramsey sitting in giving Kim a little breather today. I've got with me uh, a friend uh, and uh, guest to talk uh, some of the issues, Ray Shores, and uh, I'm sorry the microphone wasn't on for the last three or four minutes. We had some pretty good little spirited uh, uh, back and forth there during during the uh, during the break. There, Ray and I were <laughs> comparing views on a couple of things, as we've been known to do a time or two, haven't we, Ray? Yeah, that's absolutely. All right. So, you know, uh, before the break, I was Ray was uh, uh, talking about some things that interest me, but as I responded to him, come on, Ray. You know, websites, what candidates say, all that's good. But look, how are we going to to right the ship again? How are we going to bring a balance back to this country? How are we going to get uh, things, you know, they're never going to be perfect. I'm not an idealist. I don't think we can solve all the problems. We can't cure all the election fraud. We can't resolve every issue to everyone's satisfaction. But we got to get back to a reasonable balance, right? And, and what are the key things that we, we as citizens, not our politicians who seem paralyzed, unable, corrupted, comprom- whatever you want to call them, they can't get us where we need to go. We, the people, are the ones who've got to get this done. And, and if we have to turn out a congressman <coughs> every two years because the silly <laughs> SOB won't do what he said he was going to do on That's his right. wonderful little website... Then we don't need him either, okay? Amen. And so, 
I think the number one thing is is that the public is going to have to become much more informed about the about what the Constitution literally says, correct, and about uh, what the authors of the document and the states that ratified the Constitution and made the contract in the very beginning said. Uh, these are the things. These fundamental principles created a limitation on federal power. Absolutely, and. And that was the founders' intention was to limit the powers of the federal government. Right. We are a we are a conglomeration of states. That's why we're called the United States. We're like business people who've entered into an agreement with each other, and here are the parameters. Yes. And all of a sudden it's we've a got now all of a sudden we got the lawyer who helped handle the contract calling the shots, which is the federal government. Okay, and and that's wrong totally. I believe that what what these politicians are doing. Is there in their mind, they're doing what they think the public wants. I've had some of these men that are running for Congress tell me that to get votes, you have to you have to promise people something. You have to you have to be willing to promise them something, to uh, to offer them something that they want. Absolutely, and it's not it's 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 just too many people that are looking for some sort. Of um, uh, a federal grant, some sort of a federal program, the federal government to do something for them. There's too many people looking for their congressman to bring home the bacon, so to speak, to their district. And uh, people, people act in their own self-interest, right? And they need to stop doing that and, and, and act on the principles and of liberty. Special interest, as we refer to them. Uh, many times organize that and put massive money and and effort behind it, and that's why we always talk about the special interest to control everything. So between people's selfishness, they're mm-hmm. not understanding what the government is there for and supposed to do, and asking for anything and everything it'll give them. Right. You know, then you got you mix that with the special interest, you mix that with the corruption, you mix that with Biden and son taking millions of dollars from. Well, only country they haven't, I heard they haven't taken it from yet must, well, I don't know if there is a country they hadn't taken money from yet, but uh, <laughs> that's that's not the discussion in the show today. So what are we going to do? I mean, my belief is that we the people acting, of course, through our representatives, but acting folks, not hoping, not sending Michael Guest some little little letter saying, you know, here's my opinion. I mean, we need to be beating on his door. We need to be flooding his phone lines. We need to be putting him on notice that you either do what you're supposed to be doing or you're out of there. What you're saying is we've got to hold these people. We've got to understand and set a higher standard in our choosing of candidates and in our support of candidates, and then we've got to hold their feet to the fire. Now, let me me ask you. We've got to hold them accountable. Yes. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. Okay. And I ask our audience. T- Hi, right, audience. If you yeah. want to call in, yeah. call in and tell us the yeah. answer. What do you uh, think about the this? The number is 601 879 So you might want to line up to see this. This is Ray my can. question. Okay, this is my Go question. Ahead. All right. What, what organizations uh, are out there that, um, that put the voting record and put the track record of these congressmen in perspective? I know that the New American Magazine does it. Okay. I know that the John Birch Society does it. Okay. 
But apart from them, uh, who, the Amer- uh, the, who the, the wait, American wait, wait, conservative union, wait, just right. a minute. I want to say, I want before you tell me the names. I mean, holds these people to the letter and spirit of the U.S. Constitution. Exactly what it says. It doesn't allow for spending on infrastructure. For example, let me just come right on out and say it. I I know some people are going to be upset about that. Of course. Okay. Lots of things that people are 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 taking money from and are expecting the federal government to do. These things are completely illegal, and the federal government, right. as long as we leave them in control of all these things, they can use it to blackmail us and to whip us in the line. And the more they, that, that's the number one th- objective that they have, that's is right. to maintain this power so that they can enact greater and greater tyranny upon all of us. It's all about power and control, who is right? Go- who, Alan, and our audience, Name me somebody. Name me some groups. And I mean that say that they're going to hold them to the letter and spirit of the U.S. Constitution. I ain't saying what conservative organization is out there. Okay. I'm saying who literally says that that's well, the standard that they're going to hold them to. Now, I want people to call us up and name some. I'm going to write them down. Well, I'm going to have to <laughs> okay. let some of the audience do that. There are several places you can go to monitor your congressman's voting record. Okay. You can see what bill he voted for. Uh, you can see how he voted. And you can, un- you can if you do your own homework, uh-huh. you will understand the bill. Now, if you do your own some homework. of these organizations may not be saying, well, they're not necessarily comparing what that was to what the Constitution says they had the right to do. I'm just telling you, yes, you can find their you. voting records you can. in many places. Yes. Then when we get to that that thing of, okay, how does that compare to what the Constitution said we should be doing, the only thing we can com- I can compare it to is the letter of the law. Exactly what does the Constitution says and how does this legislation or this decision correlate to that. I'd go I along care. with that. The founders had great intentions. The Federalist Papers are full of their thoughts and their ruminations and their musings Man, and it their was individual a, It's prejudices. the stuff they used to sell the Constitution to the general public. Exactly. It's a promise that exactly. they made. It's and, a commitment. And, Nobody would have, we wouldn't have ratified right. it but, if they hadn't have made these pledges. The things that they said in those things weren't the positions that they ultimately took, but they were their political ruminations. Okay, so I am a letter of the law kind of person. You know, okay. I'm not a, I'm not a, the spirit of the law is important, but once you start talking about spirit of the law, you get into subjective interpretation as to how should that law be applied. Not if, not if the people that wrote it wrote, ha, have expressed exactly what the spirit of it is. But look, okay. I'll go along with but, you but on the letter. What if in those Federalist Papers there's disagreement between those writers as to what it meant? We could spend all day... Dis- have you read the Federalist Papers? I have read, not in its full entirety <laughs> and in one okay. sitting, but I've read so many parts of it over the years... And some of it I love, some of it I say, really? This is how this guy's thinking about this? Well, we, look, we can just go with the letter. I will just, I will, uh, I will uh, go along with you on strictly the letter. There you go. That's okay. It's kind of like accounting. It's an exact science. If you want to know why it says what it says, then you go back to the spirit. If you want to understand what was in the framers' minds when they created it, there is insight. 
but it's not conclusive and it's not something that you can base the decision on. You have to base the decision on the letter of the law. Well, the insight goes back to the principles of liberty. It's a step Amen. behind Amen. the Constitution Amen. itself. It's a good It's going back of... to principles, fundamental principles. Yep. But look, I'm happy to go with strictly the letter. Good. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we're going we're gonna to pause that there and let Jack chime in, hopefully okay. on this very topic. So, Jack, you're on the air. Tell us what's on your mind. First of all, I'm, I'm loving this, this show. Y'all are doing great. Thank you. I've got uh, a couple of things that, that I think would help. One of them is a recall. If uh, a man runs on certain principles and, you know, tells the people what they want to hear, and he goes up there and doesn't do what he says within a certain amount of time, he's recalled. That's right. Or, if, the, as you say, if the people are dissatisfied with his performance in fulfilling his promises, they should have the statutory authority to move forward, collect signatures, and uh, recall him if, indeed, that's what the majority of the voters want to do. I agree completely. I, I know. But can we do that in Mississippi? I don't think we have a recall initiative here, do we? Well, as far as the Congress goes, you know, we get to vote on these members of the House of Representatives every two years, and that's one of the reasons that they have such a short term is so that we can get rid of them quickly. See, all the appropriation bills have to originate in the House of Representatives, so they got the purse strings. That's right. And, you know, when I look on Benny Thompson's website, for example, he talks about (laughs) basically being uh, for lower taxes, I've yeah, got yeah, some yeah, printouts right, and right, stuff right. of it right here. But, man, you look at his voting record, and it is an absolute, right. hey, totally opposite. We're going to have to take another little break here, folks, and then we'll be back to uh, wrap up the first hour. Wrap up this uh, final segment of the first hour of the Kim Wade Show, and we have Steve on the line. So, Steve, I'm going to give you at least 50% of the three minutes we got. Go. Hey, Alan. Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you doing? Life is Hello, good. Hello. I don't know of any organizations that uh, hold these politicians' feet to the fire and only let them do things that are constitutional, like Article 1, Section 8, enumerates 18 things that they can do, not trillions that they've been doing. Uh, but I do know one guy that thinks it's perfectly all right as long as we can change the way we shovel the money to them. And that person is sitting right next to you, sir. And who we got on I'm, that one? I'm calling. I'm calling out the flat tax is what I'm doing. Calling if we out. held them accountable, only let them do the 18 things enumerated in Article One, Section Eight of the U.S. Constitution, there'll be no need for a direct taxation on the people. They proved it for well over a hundred years before the Federal Reserve Act, didn't they? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. So tariffs would be sufficient to finance the 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 legal activities of the federal government, is what you're saying. Exactly. I would agree. Well, Donald Trump was in favor of that too. Was he not? He was trying to move slowly but surely in those kind of directions. I go for that. Amen. That's that's a real step in the right direction. Steve, I think that's good, and um, so we appreciate you bringing it to to uh, the listeners' attention and uh, just and and bring our focus onto it too. 
very true. Ray and I have been been debating this letter of the law uh, <laughs> for the last hour, and I believe we need to abide by the letter of the Constitution, i.e., that is the law. It's not that hard to understand not it either. Hard. Listen, how many of y'all that are out there listening, how many of you have read it? That's I right. mean, I mean, if you, I mean, if a fifth right. grader could understand That's right. it. You know, I hand out those Try. pocket constitutions. That little pocket constitution is thirty-five pages. Yeah, you can read it in less than an hour. And it just sets forth what the powers are of the federal government, and it's real plain. Yeah. It says if it ain't in there, they can't do it. That's it. Period. But you we, wouldn't have to worry about them forcing electric cars <laughs> on you and all this other garbage and debating the moral morality of electric cars. It's That's illegal. It. That's it. So. With that, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to move on, take a little hard break here, top of the hour. Move on into another hour of spirited debate. Callers, hang in there. Whoever was behind Steve, uh, sit with us or call us back. We'd love to talk to you. This is Alan Ramsey, sitting in for Kim Wade at 103.9. All right, and we are back for the second hour of the Kim Wade Show here on 103.9 WYAB-FM. Radio Strongman needed to be uh, out for a few things today and asked me, Alan Ramsey, to sit in for him. And uh, I'm always tickled. I love Kim's show. I love his listeners. I love their, many times, their insights. Uh, I marvel many times at their stupidity, some of the things that are said, some people who are totally uninformed, uh, all they all they know is uh, what's in their own little world and their own little interest. And so anyway, I love this show. It brings out the best and the worst. And uh, we'll try to keep it on a best track today. I hope I've got a good guest coming up later in the hour who's supposed to call in. Uh, meantime, any of you, 601-879-0002. If you've been following Ray Shores and I for the last uh, most of the last hour, We'd love you to call in, comment on our general discussion of what do we need to be doing to swing the pendulum back, get our system back into balance, um, hold the, our politicians' feet to the fire. Uh, you know, we'll never solve all the problems. I'm not an idealist, but we've got to have a reasonable balance. And first and foremost, we've got to have free and fair elections. And that is something where Ray, Cliff, and anybody listening, I am an idealist. We can have absolutely free and fair elections. We can. It, all we've got to do is want to do it, and as a nation, do it. It's as simple as voter ID, citizens vote only, hand counts, hold mm-hmm. on to all the ballots, Amen. total accountability. Paper, not all Paper, this digital stuff like not that, Not all man. these digital machines where the <laughs> motherboards are made in China, okay? I mean, it might be cool, but if it leads yeah, to yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, fraud, yeah, then it's yeah, no yeah. good at all. The basic mechanics of a free and fair election are pretty straightforward, yeah. okay? And uh, there's no reason. And until we get there, guys, we're going to be fighting all these other battles continuously. Go. Continuously. That's right. I'm for paper. And, I don't care if it takes them a month to count them as long as it turns out to be the truth at the end. Right. And in 2020, we saw sorry, the culmination of all the many forms of fraud that have been developing for decades now. Right. And they all came together to keep Donald Trump from regaining the, uh, the White House because his policies were America first. 
and the people who want to take us down don't want America to be first. You know, it's interesting. I looked at Benny Thompson's website just a little while before coming on your program, Alan. You know, he's got an issues section, but there one of I noticed the absence of an issue here. What was that? Election integrity. <laughs> That ain't on his list. Look, look, Benny doesn't know how to spell the word integrity, whether it's election, <laughs> personal, or otherwise, okay? And, hey, with that, I'm going to jump over here to Chris, who's been waiting patiently, and say, Chris, welcome to the Kim Wade Show, and tell me what's on your mind. How y'all doing today? Oh, man, we're having a, we're having a good – we're having a – I hate to use the word good time because the topics we're discussing are so serious, but we have to – but we're enthusiastic, and, yeah, we're having a good time discussing them, okay? Okay. I want to be the one to bring in some different – when was the last so-called fair and balanced election we had in this country? If I'm not mistaken, since, what, Reagan, all the elections are either from the Democrats or the Republicans who claimed they, you know, they claimed they were stolen from them. I somebody cheated. So when was the last great fairness election for this country? Well, you know, I I think I can kind of give an answer to that. There's probably never been, uh, particularly on a national level, what I would call a could call a totally free and fair. I mean, there's always cheating going on, whether it's in uh, whether it's in New York, you know, wherever it is. It could be some guy who's running around uh, the state of Mississippi voting four times in different districts. It could be anything, but cumulatively. All of these things have finally come together. We had this virus. They were able to put these ballot boxes out there. We've seen clearly and conclusively how these organizations were stuffing them with, with false ballots. Uh, you know, we, what, we know what was going on with the machines. You know, we just saw all of these many forms of voter fraud come, come to, 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 their, to the apex. I mean, you know, they were just... Out everywhere. So, answer your question. I don't. I, we probably never had a truly free and fair election, I, I, but we I, had I, some that were a lot better balanced. And we had more people were concerned about the elections, and more people were involved in monitoring the elections and being at the polling places in the old days, like in the seventies and the sixties, and, 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 and before that, there were more people concerned about it. Got to call back the New York and the primaries. Yep. Why all of a sudden we want to change the primaries? Cause Cassidy lost, and that's been Mississippi thing for years. That's Since right. The guys, y'all wanted the win, lost. Now y'all want to change the rule. You want to move the goalpost? I know. You know exactly. Cassidy beat Guess Fair and Square the first time out, but, well, but that's not Mississippi rules, though. You know you got to be fifty plus one. I know exactly. Hey, rules, in so my mind, he beat him. And that was in my humble opinion, he beat him, but. But now here, look, Chris, answer me this. How did Michael Guest get twice as many people to come out and vote for him in a runoff as he did in the primary itself? That it's statistically almost impossible. I've never you seen it done. You want to know how? Because the rhinos and the Republicans did not want to see one of the guys go down to this dude who just moved to Mississippi within the last two years. So Mike Guest is one of those good old boys. He's part of the good old boy club. Hey. And they made sure they keep him in office. That's so, the truth. So you, you, you think that after his his showing in the primary that there were 23,000 more Mississippians who decided, I'm going to go out and vote for him. I didn't vote for him three weeks ago, but I'm going out today to vote for him. 
because this Cassidy fella is obviously a horrible person. You really think Michael Guest brought out 23,000 new voters who wanted to see him in office? Well, he, they didn't bring him out because Cassidy was horrible. They they came out because they didn't know him. And like I say, hmm. you know, the godfather of the Republicans in Mississippi had the Bible. You know, he, he, you know, he had to go kiss his, kiss his ring, and he went kiss his ring. He had right. to probably get the knob. Right. You know, I, I respect, I respect your opinion on that. You know, in the last, in the, in Jameson's show a little earlier, though, and again, I haven't verified the information, but apparently Hines County, Mississippi, put an awful lot of votes into that runoff election uh, yesterday, more so than it did in the primary. So these people you know, you're talking about, a lot of them are hiding out in Hines County, okay? And I ain't, and I'm, and there's not a lot of Republicans hiding out over there. Huh? Well, you know, the Hines County still got East Dover and the Fringe, you know. Now, a lot of people think the Fringe is, is all liberals and Democrats, but the Fringe is still a, yeah. and East Dover still is a stronghold for, for Republicans. Well, you know, it will be interesting over the coming weeks if someone digs in. Now, look, I'm not contesting the results of that election. Please don't anyone think that I want to see lawsuits and that I want to contest. The election is over. The runoff's over. Guest is the candidate. But I think we're going to see some revealing analysis over the coming weeks as to how Michael Guest turned out 23,000 additional votes. Additional well, votes. I, 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 I would admit it probably been some Democrats who went on there and voted for him. No, no, they probably did. Yeah, well, like I, they, I, they, I, they I think it might have been more than one or two, okay? And, uh, yeah, yeah, like they did for Congress. Yeah, no, the, like, 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 like I keep telling people, they're all the same thing with different names. Now, I keep, they keep bashing when I say that, but just, just look at the results. You got it. You got it. Well, listen, Chris, your, your, your insights are good. Your comments are dead on point. And uh, thanks for calling in. It's folks like you who make this such a great show. All right? I'm going to move on give Richard his voice for a couple of minutes over there. Hey, Richard, thanks for holding so patiently. Uh, talk to us. Tell us what uh, what you think about what's going on and what we can do to make it better. Well, for what it's worth, um, I was at the courthouse last night, and it was pretty exhilarating to just watch them count the votes. And I, I think that if more of us, uh, some of us could do that, that might help things. Oh, there's no question. We have to participate. Ray was saying that. You know, you need to be a poll worker, a poll watcher. You need to understand how the system's supposed to work. You need to be there and challenge a ballot if it needs challenging. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. This is our and duty as citizens. But uh, I don't know who else was there besides me to just you know monitor, make sure they were following the rules. Well, but, you were a witness, um, and you just that, yeah, the fact that be, you were there witnessing what they did had to make them a little you know more careful about hey, look, what they're doing. I, I mean, wh- I want to applaud you for going <laughs> yeah. down there to watch, Amen. man. That's I want right. to applaud well, you. Let me tell you, need more witnesses. And at first, I went to the wrong place, and when I got to the right place. It looked like some place where they're dealing drugs, and I thought, am I supposed to be here? Is it okay? So eventually I made my way in, so it was, that's why I was so exhilarating. Okay. And you could just, they didn't mind you just standing around in there and watching? I wasn't sure, <clears throat> but I said, hey, uh, you know, is this place, blah, 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 and they were all 
pretty nice about it. It's a public place. Uh, uh, Alan, do you know, can people just go in there and just stand and monitor? Do you have to have some sort of a permit from the county? I don't know. Apparently, well, uh, we need to, there's apparently he was able to walk in <laughs> and just, uh, you know. Well, uh, that's a question we I need know. to find the answer to. We do. Can we, we do. all go in there and just stand around and we witness? Do. Because if there were a thousand of us standing around witnessing. Uh, Even it, in the parking lot. That's it. That's right. <laughs> you have a good point. There's probably some kind of unspoken maximum. But well, let's I, get hey, the answer the for it. Find the answer. Call back. Showed up and I was the well, look, there. Tell me, did you see anything down there last night that seemed out of place, out of the ordinary, or did they seem to be handling things as you might have thought they would be? Did you see any suspicious characters running around or white vans pulling up with boxes of ballots or, you know, uh, any of the other things that have come to uh, signify a little bit of election shenanigans? All the boxes, as it were, seemed like they were appropriately numbered. Good. You know, one through 40, 50-something, whatever. The only thing that made me look twice was this little receipt-looking slip that fell down on the floor. I had no idea if that was um, out of place or just whatever. Okay, okay. You know, if I if I had to really, I don't know, just uh, bet my money on, on what happened, I, I think we had a lot of voters there who came from the other side who were motivated, bet whether through money, ideology, or whatever, who crossed over into this Republican election, a primary, I don't think Michael Guest brought out 23,000 new voters who didn't vote in the primary. I don't think he doubled the number of people supporting him in this uh, primary. So, well, I agree. That's just my personal opinion. And, Michael, if you're listening, you know, um, I think you allowed the people who supported you to run a disgusting campaign I was sick of seeing the crap that was coming in my mailbox every day, the unsubstantiated allegations against a wonderful man who served his country and who continues to serve his country, and to see your supporters, your friends, your PACs go after somebody like that just tells me, without you saying a word, that tells me all I need to know about you, my friend. So... We're going to go to a break here. I'm hoping uh, my next guest is hanging out there in the wings, and uh, we'll be inviting him in. So let's hear what our advertisers have to say, Cliff. All right, and uh, you're back at the Kim Wade Show. And uh, let me tell you, though, before we move on, a little bit about uh, one of our good advertisers, Metal Builder Supplies. You know, Metal Builder Supplies out in Pearl, Mississippi, they provide all kind of quality commercial and residential metal roofing, pre-engineered steel buildings, mini storage facilities, steel components, and, you know, through it all, old-time service, competitive prices. I've done a little business out there with them over the years. Always enjoyed it very much. Through commitment, experience, expertise, Metal Building Supply has established a business relationship with customers that will last a lifetime. And I'm one of those. So look, call Metal Builder Supply for all your metal roofing, pre-engineered steel building trim, and metal decking needs. 601-932-0202. You'll find them at metalbuildersupply.com in Pearl, Mississippi. All right, so we are back now to continue this uh, spirited discussion. Hey, we've had great callers. Um, 
Thank you for listening to Kim Wade's show and giving me the opportunity to interact with some of you guys today. Now, on the line is uh, a longtime friend and uh, ally and uh, political uh, whiz in many respects, my buddy Paul Busan. And Paul, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Alan. How are you? Hey, good. If you've been listening, you know, Ray and I are having a good time in here today. So, um, you know, now, folks, I brought, uh, I asked Paul because I knew Paul would, uh, Paul follows the numbers in elections real closely. Okay. Uh, Paul, by trade, is a digital man, digital marketer, extraordinaire, website person, all that. And uh, he puts a lot of that into the political arena, follows the numbers closely. But, Paul, I've got a question for you. Okay. How did Michael Guest turn out twice the number of voters in a runoff than he did in a primary? Statistically, is there a precedent for that anywhere in the state, in the country? (laughs) Not, Not that I'm aware of. Uh, although when you when you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars over a course of a few weeks, uh, you would expect that to have a dramatic impact when your opponent has virtually no money to spend. Okay. Um, so you know, all the attacks uh, attack ads that went out, uh, Cassidy didn't have the money to respond, so he was basically like a punching bag for all the mud that was coming at him. That's a good way to put it, a punching bag without any defense, with his hands tied behind his back. He couldn't defend himself. Exactly. Okay, so, but but, but so uh, having said that, and knowing that, the, that that negative campaign obviously had some effect, double, they brought out twice as many voters. I mean, come on, runoffs are usually a fraction of primaries, okay? Correct. To get 50% of the voters back to a runoff that you got in a primary is usually a pretty good undertaking. And here, he doubled the number of voters. Where did all those voters come from? Were these pro-guest or were these anti-Cassidy or were they something else? And and you have to wonder, you know, how many Democrats came out that were being solicited. And, and here's the other thing. I know of at least 12 people that voted for guest in the... Uh, in the primary, didn't know anything about Cassidy, and then once there was a runoff, they started paying attention, and they they switched their vote from Guest to Kennedy to uh, Cassidy. I'm not aware of anybody changing their vote from Cassidy to Guest, uh, and and all the negative ads did was solidify their support for Cassidy. I, I agree. You know, now Jamison Haygood in his program earlier today had a gentleman on the phone for quite a while who did change his vote. From Cassidy to Guest, and they okay. and they really got down into the weeds about why the guy did it and his research and how he ultimately did it. But I'm with you. Most of the comments I've heard are, you know, I don't know anybody that voted for Guest who didn't vote for him last time, and uh, all these negative ads have certainly made me more of a Cassidy fan than I was before. So. Uh, you know, what happened yesterday flies in the face of common sense, reason, uh, and I just don't see how Michael Guest turned out 23,000 new Republican voters to vote yeah. for him to double the number of votes that he got in the primary. Correct. Um, I shared with you before, I was involved with a, a, a special election House race, uh, Mississippi House, and 
we did do more advertising for the runoff. They forced a runoff, and we did increase the the turnout in the runoff by doing more advertising. Uh, so much that two precincts ran out of ballots, but it was nowhere near doubling. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it, it was it was more, but it, it wasn't tremendous amount more. There you go. Uh, there you go. Oh no, you can have an impact with advertising and money and all, but come on, uh, you know, take me around the country, show me another race where some uh, primary candidate doubled his vote in the runoff, uh, and you know, then I will say, okay, there's there's an example. But it's if it looks, what do they say? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck. And in this case, smells like a rat. I think we got a a, 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 a duck and a rat in the same cage. Well, okay. Yeah, you, you have to wonder <laughs> about the impact of the Democrat vote because you have twenty five to thirty percent Democrats in in the district. So, and, and with the low initial turnout as it is, uh, if you get enough Democrats to show up and and some Republicans, then okay. you can get the numbers that way. Right. Possibly, and as you and I discussed in an earlier phone call, uh, you know there is a there is a process of analysis that could that would reveal how many of those votes came from Democrats. You, right, you could actually get the names and figure out who what individuals voted yep. in in the runoff that that right. or Democrat right. regular Democrat likely voters. Right. And that here's the here's done. the thing, and as disgusting as that is that Democrats came over to essentially upset and disrupt the Republican primary, which I believe they did, there's nothing illegal about it. It's well, well it's perfectly legal in the laws of the state of Mississippi. It's illegal if they don't intend to vote uh, for that Republican in the general election. Ah, but you, how, do you get, how do you get into a man's soul and his mind, you know? You, yeah, because they, it's up to them. To, it's their prerogative that's to change. Right. So you it's their prerogative to change their mind between now and the general yeah. election. So technically, it's illegal, but it's not, it's non-prosecutable. That's <laughs> right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a moral morally reprehensible, but legally defensible. Okay. Now, now let me let me tell you one thing that did come out of this. Uh, I think Guest has greatly hurt his uh, the impression people have of him uh, prior to this. This runoff, he was perceived as a as a nice guy, you know, uh, fair, uh, high, you know, ethics. That was a general perception of of him. Um, but you you can't throw this much mud mud and make these ridiculous accusations. Plus the you know the involvement with recruiting uh, the Democrats to vote in the runoff, and people still had the same impression of you. That's right, and and I am one of those people. I always thought, okay, Michael Guest. I disagree with some of his votes. I don't. I think he's a rhino. I think he does what he's told rather than uh, what the people would like to see yeah. him do. But right. you know, at least he was okay. You know, uh, I didn't have any personal. There was no personal animosity. But that he allowed the people that supported him to do these things uh, through their super PACs, through their friends of Michael Guest, through all these other ways they funnel money in and to run this kind of a disgusting campaign uh that tainted uh my my view of michael guest now and forever you know um i'm sorry michael uh if you if you live in this if you go down in the sewer with the rats you're gonna smell like one 
Well, and, desperate people do desperate things. And and he was desperate. And there's no telling behind the scenes what what things he's involved in in Washington where they need his votes. And But, hey, they put out a lot of money to protect him, didn't they? Well, you got to protect your investments, you know. you got to protect your investments. That's right. Washington, as my friend Marjorie Taylor Greene so eloquently has expressed it many times, is a business. And once you understand the business of Washington— you understand how these kind of things happen and why they happen. And Donald Trump was a disruptor. When he went in there, he broke all the rules of business for Washington, and uh, they hated him for it. And, um, you know, so anyway, we're going to go to a break. Paul, hang with us. Uh, let's see what our advert's back on the Kim Wade Show here on 103.9. Alan Ramsey sitting in with my guests uh, Ray Shores and Paul Busan. Paul was uh, giving us some commentary on uh, how uh, he perceives uh, uh, or we were talking about how did Michael Guest double his vote count in a runoff and Paul was trying to give us some uh, insights as to things that could have happened. Paul, any further comments there or uh, should I open it up to some of these callers and yeah, uh, open it up. let them come on? Hey, so callers, call us at 601-879-0002. And, um, you know, put in your two bits or ask us a question. But we're talking about two topics. One, very specific, which is yesterday's uh, elections and uh, how the Guest-Cassidy thing went so lopsided. And then number two, just generally, how do we, the people, change what's going on? How do we take back control of our government, our federal government, our state government, our elections, our lives, our finances, how do we exert control? How do we get it back? Or is it too far gone? Many would argue we're past the tipping point, Ray. Yeah. And their arguments are well-founded. If, if you're a student of history and you study some of the greatest civilizations, particularly the Romans, and you understand how that empire fell, it, ma it made it a thousand years. I'm concerned we're, we're going to... I'm concerned we're going to make 300. Well, Alan, ultimately the only way to beat people like Guest and Benny Thompson, the principles are going to have to be more important to the people than the pork. That's right. They're going to have to get off the pork. They're going to have to learn the principles. You were telling me that some of the things on some of the websites, you were talking about Brian's website, and I bragged about how brilliant the principles are that he expresses on Brian Flowers for Congress. Dot com And you say, well, these things are over the head of so many numbskulls that we got out there now. Hey, big, they are. Big egos. I've dealt with them forever when I was in the Birch Society. When I ran the thing over two states for 13 years, you got people that they, they know absolutely nothing but because they have a business, because they have money. They, their egos are so inflated, and you can't teach them anything. I know, I know. They and think that, they know it all. They think they know it all, and That's they right. command the respect of, of others. They're, that, uh, they, like That's they're right. psychophants, That's you right. know? People and, respect money more than they do and intelligence. As, as, yeah, as long as principles are, take a back seat to the pork and the what's in it for me stuff, there is no way to beat these people. That's right. And we have to relearn the principles. All I can tell you is, is that there are groups out there that are putting out the principles. If if you, the listeners, if all of us would okay. would learn these things and use these things for our standards, then I guarantee you that well, 
I'm going to continue to pursue the education of the public about these principles and look forward and pray for the day when the principles dominate in these people's mind and they don't give a damn about the money. That's right. That's right. Well, Ray, um, you know. I don't care about the money. Hey, listen, you know, my hat's off to you, but we understand uh, people are shallow. And the majority of people are only looking at their own self-interest. Well, they were going to be slaves. That's right. And the educational system no longer teaches history. Our educational system no longer teaches principles. And by the time you graduate high school, if you haven't developed some principles, the odds of you ever being able to develop <laughs> any are pretty damn slim. Well, okay? I learned mine during, yeah, in yeah, college. You, but don't, it you was, don't take your average 30, 40, mm-hmm. 50, 60-year-old and, uh, you know, tigers don't change their stripes. Once they're striped, they're pretty much striped. Mm-hmm. So, right. uh, Paul, what you think? How, how are we going to change this equation? Well, look at the Palazzo race, and you have a, a victory there. Yes, I would agree. We haven't commented on it yet. For those of you who may not have uh, uh, noted it in the news yet, yesterday Mike Ezell was successful in overwhelming the incumbent Stephen Palazzo, a 12-year congressperson who, frankly, uh, has been 12 years part of the problem. Uh, he got caught up in some corruption scandals that, that, that didn't help him. But mostly, he hadn't done a damn thing for the 4th District. You don't ever see him in a microphone uh, uh, talking about freedom and rights and right. pounding the podium. Same doing thing the guests. things that a real statesman would do. Same thing, Michael Guest. Uh, you know, what about Kelly? I don't, I don't see right. him being any kind of champion right. of liberty. When, when was the last time you saw these people standing up and taking a, just, taking a stand and drawing a line in the sand and saying, no, no, this is wrong? They don't. They wait to see which way the political wind and the political money is blowing, and then they that's the way they set their sails and go right on off into the I'd call the sunset. them lap dogs. They are lap dogs. So When was the last time any of them had a, a town hall meeting? I met with the, with the voters. I know. When was the last time? Most of them won't even engage in debates anymore. Hmm. Incumbents hide in the closet because most of them can't survive a debate because you, you, you say, here's what you promised us, here's what you've given me. Now, what happened in between? Oh, I went to Washington and got corrupted. Or I was corrupted before I went to Washington and I lied to you on the front end. Okay, I mean. That's probably what it really is right there. It's the, the latter, yeah. it's the latter, yeah. I don't think they got corrupted, you know, in a month of being up there in Washington. They were no good in, to begin with. Well, that's true. I, the, people used to say that to me, and I'd say, now, look, what if you went to Washington? How Would, would they change you? Would all this stuff up there, how, would it turn you? And the answer from the general people, just your average guy says, no, I wouldn't change. But, you know. No, but Ray, you wouldn't. Ray, I, I equate it to 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 um, let's call it heroin addiction. Okay, uh, no, I'm not an addict. I'm not a drug addict or anything. But you put somebody on heroin for a couple of weeks, they're a drug addict. The the to break away from it once they've gotten once it's filled their veins is a tough break. But you're talking only the a, strongest can survive. You're not that talking way. now about only these politicians. You're talking about the American people because they're drug addicts. I, they are because drug addicts. Because they, they can't wait for their next check. They can't wait for the government there to do something go. to build there their infrastructures, to do all this unconstitutional pork. That's it. 
But they don't, they don't understand the Constitution, so they think it's their right. They think that's what the government's there for, to come up with ways to make their life easier, and that's not what it is. So, so Paul, how are we going to change it, buddy? It's people, and I do think there is a growing anti-establishment uh, movement out there where uh, a, a rhino is more dangerous than a, than a, a, a liberal. So. Mm-hmm. Liberal, not a classical liberal, but liberal in the communist sense. You know, I agree. You know, if 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 you're a politician, if you're in Washington, if you're not being attacked by the establishment, then you're part of the establishment. That's right. That's right. And, and, so, and I can name a few of them who are attacked every day: the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Matt exactly. Gates, the Louis Gomers, the Andy Biggs. The- so when you go up there, first thing you know, if you if you're freaking, hey, I'm going to make friends. We're going to try to get things done. Um, then you're going to be part of the establishment. If you're going up there and say, hey, I'm going to expose the corruption, I'm going to stand up for the people that sent me here, no one you're going to be attacked and treat it like a, a military deployment in a, in a hostile zone. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 you're and, going and into a combat zone. And say, you know, I need hazard pay here, you know. Yeah. And, and that needs to be a mentality because you're fighting for, you're fighting against the corruption for That's the right. people you represent. That's right. And most people just aren't going to do that. That's right. And, and they mean well, and they're going to start trusting the wrong people, and they'll start playing the game where you need right. to sell out, sell out to the establishment and promise that one day you'll get a committee chair, and then you'll be able to make a, dif- a difference. But by the time you get there, you've done compromised all your all your principles, and there's nothing left to you. Nah, that's right. You know, um, I, you know that. Well, we could go on for a long time about those committee chairs and how you get them and uh, what you do with them when you do. But you, you're right; these people they go up there and uh, they keep saying, "Just keep me here, keep me here. I promise I'll bring." A- I'll turn things around, but I gotta get in there first. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. So the first, so if you're if you're gonna fight, the first thing you need to do when you get up there is join the Freedom Caucus. There you go, absolutely. You got to get with like-minded people that will keep you that's keep right. you grounded in the Constitution and 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 not you know you pick a side, pick, and, decide to stand for the people you represent. That's right. And you know, Paul, as I look Caucus. around the country, the candidates, many of the candidates who who have come out and are winning right now, I think will be Freedom Caucus members quite quickly. Um, so that yeah. that gives yeah. me some measure of comfort to know that there's some more fighters who are going to be joining that team because that team has been small, but they have been effective, but they need more members to be more effective. Well, and um, well, we, we, So, yeah, the, if... if you know, fifty or, or eighty seats are gained, and, right. and you can get thirty or forty of those in in the Freedom Caucus. That's right. You've done double the size of the Freedom Caucus. That's some, exactly right. So, well, you, and you, every every and look, every session, not session, but every cycle, go ahead and add a few more. That's right. To the point where you have, you know, hopefully and it, get and a majority. And it's sad that that you know when we talk about this, it's sad that we're we're by default talking about. Republican Congress people. Yes. There ought to be Democratic Congress people. There ought to be plenty of people in the Freedom <coughs> Caucus. We all profess to believe in the same Constitution, the same common sense values, and the Freedom Caucus shouldn't be a partisan thing. It should be a freedom thing that anybody who's interested uh, 
and maintaining our country and our constitution should be part of. But yeah. hey, it doesn't work that way. Look, I got a, look, I got a question for you. Okay. Why, why? Before we bring in a caller, we got Vince hanging out okay. there. I'm going to okay. let him come in here in a minute. Oh, well, with us. My, my question is, is uh, you know, they, they, they carved out a minority district for Benny Thompson, right? Okay. How come? In a minority district, okay, which means that it's primarily a black district. Right. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, they just tell it's you a, that. That's ma- what it it's is. It's called a majority-minority district. Okay. That's right. Right. Why is it that in our black district here, in which I live, mm-hmm. we get a radical leftist incumbent that's entrenched to this degree? Mm-hmm. Is this a statement that black people in particular are receiving this pork and can't understand these principles? I mean, Benny Thompson is an insult to the black race. He is. I mean, the black... Disgusting person. I mean, they know good and darn well. They want want a leftist, so they carve them out a black district, and they get it. I mean, that's terrible. I I I am all for bringing the black people into the liberty movement, and I pray that you guys will join with us. Well, I'll tell you what. Dang, how time flies on us, guys. Look, we're going to go to our last break. We're going to come back. Vince, if you want to hang in there, I'm going to let you have uh, half of the last word, and then I get the last word since it's my show today. But uh, whatever your thoughts are, keep them on the tip of your tongue, and uh, you'll be up just as soon as we get back. All right, we're going to wrap it up quick here on the Kim Wade Show. Vince, thank you for holding. What's on your mind? Hey, Vince, you there? Yeah. There you go. Hey, thanks for calling. Sorry we kept you. You got one minute to tell me what's on your mind, maybe a minute and a half, and then I got to wrap this show up. Well, I'm just going to tell you very quickly that the information I got today from the people in the county where I voted yesterday uh, said that they knew that some of the top people in the Republican Party had, had had a meeting with a Democratic candidate and tried to round up Democrats to go and vote for Michael Guest. And uh, I'm just going to say, as long as our own people are sabotaging us and stabbing us in the back, people at the top of our party, it's going to it's going to be difficult for us to elect constitutional candidates. It really so, is. You're dead on point. That ties direct to what we said. I know. A lot of Democrats came in to upset this, and I think time will reveal to us some of what happened. But at the end of the day, it happened, and it's legal, morally reprehensible, legally defensible, um, you know, and we're going to have to live with the result. Um, so, folks, I hope in 2024 you'll remember what happened in 2022, okay, because we're going to sweep Michael Guest out of office in 2024, okay? He doesn't deserve to be there after that disgusting bit of whatever we want to call it. So, hey, Vince, I thought I recognized your voice. Good to talk to you, and uh, appreciate your insights, okay? All right, so, Ray, we got a minute. Um, We sure can't say it all. Oh, Paul, you're still with me, too. Paul and Ray. Hey, buddy. Either one of you got some uh, deep, profound, philosophical uh, bit of wisdom to uh, leave our callers with in the next 30 seconds? Uh, uh, I got one thing to say is that we need to hold people accountable. We need to not keep lowering our standards. Yep. Um, they say, you know, they, if, if they vote with you 80% of the time, then that's good enough. And 
I disagree. If that shoot no. rooting wrong, I, I agree the too. Can destroy the country. All right, that yeah. auto system's cutting in. We got to go, folks. Tune in tomorrow, and Kim Wade will be back to entertain you and inform you.